have your attention, please. Please give me your attention. Now, when is the last time you heard somebody say to you, can I have your attention? I mean, it's been a while since you've been in school or since you've been at work. And how did you initially respond? I mean, does it cause you to sit up straight? Does it cause you to lean in? Or does it cause you to think, what is wrong with Pastor Paul today? And why is he coming on so strong? I mean, here we are, we're paying attention. And more importantly, why is he holding a spear in one hand and a Mickey Mouse with a Dallas Cowboys jersey in the other. Well, before we're done today, I'll be sure and tell you what this is all about. And because a lot of kids may be watching, I just want to assure you, Mickey is going to be fine. The spear and Mickey are not going to meet. They're actually two different illustrations. And by the way, since he's got a Dallas Cowboys jersey on, I I just want you to know, I hope your team had a good draft. I just hope it wasn't as good as ours. We're in a brand new series called Narrative. We kicked this off last week and we are talking about replacing the stories and lies we believe with God's narrative. Dr. Brene Brown says the most powerful stories may be the ones that we tell ourselves, but beware, they're usually fiction. Now, God's narrative for your life is not fiction. It's nonfiction. It's truth. And I'm looking forward to uncovering this one today. And let me just tell you right up front that today we're going to be talking about what I believe is predominantly a subconscious lie. But often this subconscious lie can completely prohibit you from applying God's narrative truth to your life. I want to tell you a story from the Old Testament. You actually find it in a couple of different places and you can look at both of them in your small group this week. But from 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and Isaiah chapter 36, I want to tell you a story about an Assyrian king named Sennacherib. Now, history knows him as a powerful king. He had a lot of major conquest. He had a powerful army. He is the king that built the Assyrian city of Nineveh. You may remember Nineveh from the story of Jonah and the great fish. I mean, he is known to conquer. He is known to grab treasure and then to use it to build great things. An overwhelming, notoriously powerful army is at the gate. And Hezekiah, the king of Israel during this time, he make some shrewd moves. And just to kind of shorten the story, I'll just tell you one thing he did. He, he cut off the water supply so that the Assyrian army could not get it. He said, why should they come and enjoy the abundance of water that we have from the spring that comes to Jerusalem? And then right after that, he gathers all of the people that he can, all of the military leaders, all the fighting men, and he gives them a message. In 2 Chronicles 32, verse seven, it says this, Hezekiah told the people, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all of the great horde that is with him. For the one that is with us is greater than the one that is with him. With him there's an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, Now, word of Hezekiah's speech made its way to the enemy camp, made its way to Sennacherib, the Assyrian king. And instead of just being upset 
And instead of just going ahead and moving forward with his battle plan and coming and attacking the city, Sennacherib actually sends a messenger to Jerusalem with a different message. And here's what he says. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying, the Lord will surely deliver us. The city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Don't believe the king. Don't believe the truth. Don't believe what's being said to you. He goes on to say, come with me. I'll give you fertile land. I'll give you land for crops. I'll give everybody a vineyard. I'll give everybody their own water supply. An overwhelming, notoriously powerful enemy is at the gate. And before the fight starts, there's a war of words. The battle hasn't even started yet. Or has it? Now, let me go to the question that I started off with today. Let me ask it to you again. What has your attention right now? See, whatever has your attention determines your reality. I read a book a couple of years ago called Focus by Daniel Goleman, and he quotes some brain scientists, and and they say this. I want to just summarize what what they said. Whatever has your attention determines your awareness of the world and your involuntary thoughts and feelings. Your emotions and your behaviors are based largely on what has your attention. If you have lost someone and you're grieving, your involuntary reactions and your behaviors will most likely be impacted by your grief. If you've lost a job during these days and you can't pay your bills and you're working every day to figure out and wondering what's going to happen, your emotions and your behaviors will most likely be impacted by the stress of that having your attention. If your friends or your spouse or your kids or your work have your attention, not only will that determine your involuntary reactions, but your emotions and your decisions will revolve around those things. If a pandemic has your attention, you will respond involuntarily in ways that you never have before. What has your life's attention right now? The word attention in Latin means to reach toward. I think we would say it means to lean in. And Hezekiah has made some strategic plans to fight against the army coming against him. But the most crucial thing that he did in preparing for the battle was calling the people to focus on the fact that God is greater, God is there to help, God is there to deliver, that God can be trusted, and that the battle is already won. And sure enough, it was without them even having to lift a finger, God went before them and fought the battle and they secured the day. God proved once again he was worthy to be trusted and he was worthy of their attention. But let me ask you the question one more time. What has your attention? This question is going to lead us to a subconscious lie that many people believe and don't even realize. And the scriptures counter this subconscious lie with a truth. In fact, it's a truth that I'm going to help you remember today by giving you just one word, just one word to remember that will help you unpack and apply this truth every single day. You know, some lies go on for so long, we just accept them. We believe them to be true and they become our default. 
Author Jenny Allen in her book, Get Out of Your Head, would say the underlying lie that supports all of these other fears in our lives is this. If I stay distracted, I will feel better. See, I believe we are addicted to distraction. I think we choose to not be still and our addiction is feeding a variety of fears that come under this one lie. Fears like, what if people really get to know me? Will they like me? What if I slow down and am confronted by something in my life that needs to change? If I stay distracted, I don't have to confront the issues with myself and my own identity and my own personal value. If I stay distracted, I don't have to confront my helplessness. I don't have to confront the pain that I'm dealing with. I don't have to face the lie that I feel like I'm useless. Moment by moment, so many things are trying to keep us distracted. So many things are competing for our attention. Even sheltered in our homes, there, you may feel this pressure to keep up with the news, the, the schoolwork, your job, if you're working from home, or even if you're driving into the city or whatever you're doing, with social media, with streaming services, with friendships, we're staying so busy and so hurried. We remain constantly distracted even these days. And the reason is this subconscious lie you may not have realized you believed. Distraction is an addiction. And many times addictions are distractions. I can satisfy urges. I can stifle fears. I can avoid confronting things that would make me uncomfortable if I just stay distracted. Here's the lie one more time. If I can stay distracted, I will feel better. Many times we don't even realize it's the way that we're operating. But the scripture knows about this. God knows about this lie and the impact that it can have on our lives. And so God gives a specific truth. Again, by the end of our time, in just a few moments before the band comes again, I'm gonna give you one word that helps you remember this truth. But let's start looking at it from Psalm chapter 46. Psalm chapter 46, the author says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. Last week, we talked about demolishing strongholds, but that doesn't mean you get left out in the open. God is a mighty fortress. He is a refuge and strength. Charles Spurgeon calls this psalm a psalm of holy confidence. He says, God is a very present help in trouble. I love the translations that say that God is an abundance of help. The author says, though the earth should change. I mean, we are living in Psalm 46. The earth has changed. But let's be honest. We all know what it's like for our personal world to change and a pandemic has nothing to do with it. And then skipping down further in Psalm 46, there's a verse that many of you know and it will help us uncover this truth that counters the lie. If I stay distracted, I will feel better. Psalm 46 verse 10 says this, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, this is a favorite verse for many, but I want you to recognize that it's more than eight words long. 
Most people only recognize the first eight words of this Psalm and they're powerful. Be still and know that I am God, but it goes further than that. God will be exalted among the nations and in the earth. He will be exalted among the pandemic. He will be exalted among the scientists. He will be exalted among the politicians. God will be exalted in the earth. You know, you can choose to not face reality at all. You can choose to allow yourself to be distracted or you can block it all out and choose to be still and to focus on God. Are you having moments each and every day where you are choosing to be still and focus on him. When you are still and focusing on him, you're reminded that he is sovereign. You're reminded that he is in control. When the world feels out of control, you're reminded that all things work together for good and for his glory. You're reminded that he has plans and purpose for your life, that he can be trusted, that he will deliver you, that he will make a way where there is no way. Pastor Mark Batterson says this. He says, your focus determines your reality. You can focus your attention on the enemy at the gate. You can focus your attention on overwhelming, even tragic circumstances. Or you can put your focus on the one who doesn't just have the whole world in his hands. He has your world in his hands. And let me share something with you that I apply personally when it comes to replacing lies with the truth. I'm gonna get my props again. Last week, I love that Pastor Brian shared from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I love that he said that God's word has the power to demolish strongholds. And he says, we have to take captive every thought. Now there's a word picture for the Greek word for captive that I absolutely love. The whole idea of taking captive every thought is literally to spirit and to kill it, to not just know that it's there and set it to the side, not just put it in a cage and throw away the key, but actually to spear, to kill. God has come to demolish the lies, the fictional stories that we tell ourselves, but it's really only half of what we need to do. You see, it's not just enough to spear our thoughts, but we also need to embrace the truth. Now, this is something that can be embraced. Even though it was given to me as a grown man, it's not something that I carry around and embrace. But I just want to use this as an illustration for just a moment because it reminded me of, my, of kids, including my own boys, who went through phases of needing to carry something around. And I bet you know kids who have had things like this too. You see, they needed to carry something around to allow them to feel secure, I mean, mom and dad would play that role, but when we would leave the house, we were going into bigger environments for little kids like, like grocery stores or wherever that might be. They needed something to remind them that they were okay. And so they went through a variety of things over the years. There were pacifiers, there were blankets, there were stuffed animals, there were matchbox cars, there were lightsabers. And let's be honest, as we get older, we still carry around different things. Some of them fight off insecurity and fear. Some of them that we carry around can be destructive and just plain distractions, but we can also carry around the truth of God. 
We can carry around God's story, God's narrative that will combat the lies. And I'm telling you, there is a truth that will combat the lies in your life. Just like this one subconscious lie tends to undergird all the other fears, all the other lies, there is a truth that is going to undergird the rest of the narratives that we look at in this series. But let me ask you a question before we get to the truth. Why do we choose to not be still? Why do we choose to not be still? What are we afraid of? What are we afraid will happen if we slow down to be still and know that he is God? Well, what if God wants me to do something that I don't wanna do? What if God wants me to forgive somebody that I'm happily not forgiving right now? What if God wants me to do something I haven't thought of? What if he wants me to give something I don't wanna give? What if God wants me to be kind to someone I don't wanna be kind to? What if God wants me to do something that's going to make me uncomfortable? If you wanna see God demolish strongholds in your life and replace lies and the fictional stories we tell ourselves with God's narrative, you're going to have to be still before God and be reminded of those things. And there's one narrative that can support all the other things that we will cover in the weeks ahead. In fact, I wanna go ahead and teach it to you now with just one word. It's one word that as I was reading in the Psalms just a, a few weeks ago, it's, it's one word that stuck out to me. I typically read a, a Psalm every day and then I'll journal a little something. And then on this particular day, I literally journaled one word. I told my small group about this a couple weeks ago. Sorry, guys, that you have to hear this twice. But I want to read this psalm to you so that you might uncover what this one word is too. You might catch it just as I read these scriptures. Psalm chapter 62, there is a, frame that is, a refrain that is used and repeated. And the same word is used over and over. The refrain changes just a little Let's see if you can discover what it is. I'll share it with you. Psalm chapter 62, verse one says, my soul waits in silence for God only. From him is my salvation. He only is my rock and salvation. My stronghold, I will not be greatly shaken. Skipping down to verse five, this refrain again. My soul wait in silence for God only. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. Did you figure out what the one word is? Did you figure out the word that I wrote down? It's just one word. It's the word only. That's all I needed that day, just, just to write down that one word. And here is the underlying truth to embrace as God's narrative for your life today and every day to combat this lie that if I stay distracted, I will feel better. Here's the truth. Only God will satisfy. Only God can satisfy us. Only God can meet our needs. Only God can satisfy our doubts, our fears. Only God can bring peace to our storm. Only God can bring comfort to our grief and tragedy. Only God can demolish these strongholds. God is the only one who satisfies. Don't pursue anything else. Don't allow yourself to be distracted by anything else because only God satisfies our longings, our out of 
control emotions. He is the only one that can supply our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He is the only one to answer our doubts. He is the only one to bring healing to our world. He is the only one that can bring healing to your world. The truth is only God satisfies. All you need to remember is one word, only. And let that one word, put it on the fridge, put it on a mirror, put it on your laptop, put it wherever you need to put it to be reminded that only God can satisfy the longings in your life, the uncertainness in your life. Only God. He is, I'm just going to give it to him as a name. He is only And not only is he the only one that can combat the lies, but because he is the God who is only, he is the only one worth our lives. He is the only one that can give true purpose, that can give true meaning to your life. The apostle Paul in Philippians chapter three, he says, listen, I count all things as lost for the knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. I press toward the goal, towards the prize of knowing Jesus. He only gives us purpose. He only gives us meaning. He is the only one who satisfies. Be still today and know that he is God, that he will be exalted among the nations, that he will be exalted among the earth, that only Jesus gives us purpose and meaning. Only Jesus is worthy of our worship, of our focus, of our attention. We surrender everything, every part of our lives to him. Him and nothing more. There is nothing more. There is nothing greater. Him and nothing less. We give it all. Our focus, our attention, our purpose, our lives only to him. Before the band comes and sings one more song for us today, would you bow your heads with me? They're sitting around the laptop or sitting with your family, whatever you may be doing, can I just invite you right now to just be still and know that he is God, that he will be exalted in your home, that he will be exalted in your marriage, that he will be exalted in your kids, that he will be exalted in your finances, that he will be exalted in your workplace. Would you be still right now, calm everything else down and take this moment and focus on him? Would you be still and be reminded that only he is worthy of worship and purpose and the things that we're chasing after every single day? Only him. We seek him first and everything else just falls in line. If you're watching this today or listening to me today and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, can I invite you to do that right now? I want you to know that he gave his one and only life for you. And he is the only one who would do that for you. Jesus came and died and gave his life so that you could live an abundant life right now, take hold of life right now and have eternal life forevermore. I wanna invite you right now to give your heart to Jesus if you've never done that. You can just stop and pray, stop where you are and just say, God, 
I come before you right now and I give my life, I surrender my life to you and to you only. Because God, you loved me and gave your son to die on the cross for me. His blood has covered my sins and his resurrection has given me life. If that's you today, if you pray to give your heart to Jesus, then we want you to let us know. You can let us know by texting the word follow to 770-222-2125. Listen, we believe that God wants to do something extraordinary in these days, that it may even get more extraordinary outside of these days. What a tragedy it would be to go through these days and to come out the other side and not be changed and especially not to receive the salvation that's been made available to us in Jesus Christ. So if that's you today, don't put it off another moment. If you have questions, you can text the word follow to 770-222-2125. We wanna come alongside you and help you every step of the way. But church, my friends listening in, watching, all around our community and our country and our world, would you be reminded today of this truth? Only God satisfies.